Okay, hi, Dumpster Divas. We are back with another episode of Dumpster Dive with me, Tom Hamlet, and Kix Hamlet, who happens to be Tom Hamlet's sister. Hello. I am his sister. He is also my brother. I think that's how, that's also how that works. It's mm-hmm. crazy. It is. Great. Um, usually, this is the point where Tom asks me how I am, and I usually say, eh. I wasn't going to ask you. But I will say, <laughs> I do want people to know I'm feeling well well great (laughs) (laughs) this might be one of the first times we recorded when i would have answered honestly pretty good so always ask me sir who's changing it up on us (laughs) i don't want to always ask because it's always the same (laughs) i don't want it to bring down the recording (laughs) i don't want it to be it's a it's a hard start you know so this is the portion of the show where Tom um, gives me notes on no, air. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's a it's a crazy way to start a riot of a podcast to be like, "How are you? I'm okay." <laughs> like, like we were just talking about, <laughs> we were just talking about plays versus streams of like episodes. Uh, we, so technically, like when it, when people have this is when the the days turn it off. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like this is interesting behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah. People have certain okay. numbers of plays and then certain numbers of streams, and one means that many people just hit, hit play, but then didn't listen p- past the first like couple seconds. And then uh, if someone streams the whole thing, it, it counts for an actual number, right? Yeah. So, but I'm laughing at us talking about that, and then like the first second of the pod being like, <laughs> "How are you?" I'm okay. And then someone just going. (laughs) You're right. I mean, you're right. I'm I'm not saying it's on your shoulders. I'm I'm learning and growing as an individual. That's what we do as humans. We learn, grow every day. We learn something new. You know, something new we did learn today. Well, not new. Something new information we did learn today was that Jenny, who we who I've always said was a Trumper. That photo of her carrying that no, gun. No, we always knew that. Yeah, I know. So, I thought we always knew. Okay, that's what's confusing to me. So for those who don't know, Jenny just had all of these po- Facebook posts leaked. Um, not leaked. People just went back and saw her Facebook posts that never got deleted. Googled her. Of yeah. just saying racist, anti-vax, just like crazy Republican, like political cartoons, like just gross shit talking i'm not even gonna go into some of the things because they're like triggering for listeners but like it is insane that bravo just sits and just lets the community find this on their own it's like this was just on her facebook she wasn't like they know about it yeah there's no way that they don't and that's how i feel i also said this offline tom and i were talking about it it's like same with bachelor bachelorette contestants we've said this before on the pod i'm sure it's like just type it into Google. Type that bitch into Google. I can find anything. Gay Twitter can find anything. Like it. Do, it's yeah, not hard. No. It's re- and, but but this one was the easiest. Like I'm like this wasn't even like you didn't even go that far. <coughs> Excuse me. 2020, honey. I still have a cough from um, the vid, but um, no. Yeah, not not even 2020. There's some that were literally like at the like int- like right before they started filming. I'm like, like, this is very easy to locate. And like, she doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't give a fuck. Bravo clearly doesn't give a fuck. And I understand wanting to put people on shows. Like we can't have every show be stacked with people that are like-minded as us. That's just not Mm -hmm. the nature of reality television. So, but, but the country or the country. Mm -hmm. And, 
and I don't know what the answer is. I don't none about her. I think she needs to get off the fucking television screens. But like, like I don't know what the answer is with bringing on people that have certain like po- political beliefs and feel certain ways. Like I don't know the answer because I do think that like we live in a fucked up country and we're trying to show a slice of our fucked up country's life. And it's like, that is what it is. So it's like, are we going to censor it? I don't know. But like the line, the line that is sort of drawn certainly was crossed with the things that she was saying. And I just, I I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know what we do because I don't, I, I know that we shouldn't trust Bravo because Bravo knew about this. Bravo knew about, like smelly dodd yeah she was vocal about that like bravo remember that whole season that they did of below deck did you hear about that where that guy recently no yeah like two like two seasons ago or something like that where they had cut the guy from the show because he was posting like graphic images like derogatory graphic images about ramona of it all as well Right, that's on camera, but I'm saying like I'm saying I'm talking about off camera stuff that like mm. literally people could find. It's like it's like these things are findable. They're not vetting because they're trying to create a vortex of conflict. And so it's like what is the answer? I don't know, but what they're doing is not working because the community is smarter than that and it's just yeah. I think that there is a like you said, there's a line and I think that I'm, I hear why it's important to have people from every aspect of the U.S. or wherever they're filming this damn show. But I think it, the line gets crossed when you bring in um, racist comments. Yeah. I would say anti-vax is hard because it's like people can be anti-vax, but you don't care about human whatever whatever okay we are pro vaccination here i just want to be clear but i understand why like that wouldn't be a fireable thing unless they literally just can't well maybe not they don't have yeah but 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 that i don't know if i agree about that though because like Mm -hmm. the term anti-vax has taken taken a new kind of like has resurfaced as something different right like when jenny mccarthy was like being super anti-vax on the view back in whatever year that was like jessica alba not her in particular i know i know but it was like an actress yeah no no jessica biel biel thank you it's like they were doing it because of well once again horribly fucked up reasons saying that like vaccinations like can cause all sort of birth defects and like mental illness well, they put and all humans in the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Which is insane. It is insane, but it's taken on a new life where like we are required to do something to live a normal life. Like, and some, many would say that is what, like, that is what vaccinations were for before, but now it's a little bit different, right? Because you can't have to like go in to walk on set to walk on set at, um, wasn't it Tyler Perry's studio or Netflix too? I think Tyler Perry, his studio implemented it too, but like you have to be vaccinated and it's like, that is the new normal. So those people should be reprimanded for that. That's just, mm-hmm. that's just I, the nature I agree of it. with you. Yeah, I agree with if you. If you can't go to a saying. theater, why can't, why should you get to go to a nightclub with a, with a camera crew? It doesn't make sense. You know, it's like the, Sorry. Like I'm still, I, I stand on the platform that the reason that Bravo content happened was because people are not vaccinated. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we could get insight information, but we should honestly kind of figure that out. But oh, um, I have another thought about that too. Wait, can I? Yeah, go. It's fine. No, no, go. no, no. 
Okay. Oh, I was just going to keep going. I just think that like the line gets crossed with people who believe different things than you when it involves like human rights and human safety. I think it's okay to have people who are right wing or Republican on television as long as they like don't have this crazy past. And unfortunately, we're in this world where that we are very extreme. And I'm not trying to like centrist like liberal uh libertarian right now i'm just saying that i think that the space is there but i think that it gets crossed when you bring in human rights and like those things and i think that's what i mean by all of this but i think and this is taking on a whole new form and i can't wait for jason carter our guest today to be listen to this and be like that was the intro but um i think that centrist is like is like something that should <laughs> I don't even want to get into this, but centrist pisses me off because I'm like, I'm like, you're not really because you still probably agree with some bullshit. <laughs> no, we we're not cutting cut it. All of no, this? we're not cutting it because okay. here's the thing: the Jenny thing needs to be talked about because it's so fucked up. Absolutely, and I want everyone and I want everyone to think about what what do they want from these shows? What seriously? Yeah. And I don't know the answer myself. I I don't know it. I don't know. I have no idea. But I'm like. It's a question that I think we all need to start kind of thinking about because this she's not going to be the last that has any sort of resurfaced oh, things. Fuck no. So the girl, the girls, all of them. Almost. Oh wait, but one of my thoughts though was I and this is total theory. I know nothing for a fact. Okay, allegedly, it's just some fun drama. I feel like. The reason that Jenny did not come, J- Jenny has made one appearance on Watch What Happens Live. That was virtual. I positive there is a vaccine mandate for Watch What Happens Live. I'm positive because I had to show my vaccine card when I went into the audience when I was there. I am. There is no way that bitch is vaccinated, and I bet you she couldn't go to Watch What Happens Live and had to do it from her janky at home Wi-Fi. <laughs> She, but, she did it but from Zoom. Do you think Nicki Minaj was vaccinated when she came on Potomac reunion? I think I bet you she had her first dose at least. Okay. <laughs> I feel like someone was like, girl, that thing you went on can't that we gotta fix it. The big ass testicle yeah. rant. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> anti vax banter that I'll enjoy is is like <laughs> that whole thing was is- insane. I was just laughing because it's it was so dumb. She made it all up. I'm like, I was just laughing. I'm like, you're such an idiot. Uh, I'm it, what made me laugh about it so deeply in my soul was just that like it's so clear that your cousin fucked someone and got chlamydia. <laughs> like you just outed your cousin as getting like a, a venereal disease. STD, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's not. It's venereal disease and STD the same thing. I don't know. Venereal disease is like an old nineteen uh, twenties yeah, term. Like it, I think it is, that? right? And it's like, a, yeah. Watch, I get canceled. The venereal disease needs something bad. <laughs> okay, let me look it up. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, okay, we are going to take a break, oh, and yeah. we are going to come back with Jason Carter. Uh, he is a well, correspondent, what an intro, y'all. a host. Thanks for I sticking can't in. Wait for him to hear how we gave him such a beautiful intro. <laughs> Oh, 
Okay, and we are back uh, to chat all things reality TV with uh, host Jason Carter. Uh, you can follow him at Jason Carter Official on Instagram. He is a host extraordinaire from Entertainment Tonight, inside of South Florida, his IG series, uh, Jason Unleashed. And, of course, you may recognize him from RuPaul's Drag cool. Race Pit crew. You can't Hi. see him, but... If, well, um... they'll see him on the promo <laughs> for the episode. Yes, true. <laughs> Hi, Jason, what's up? <laughs> Hi, Kiggs. Hi, Tom. Thanks for having me. What's up? Um, I'm here um, on Dumpster Dive with you guys, ready to chat reality TV. You know, it's one of my favorite things to talk about. You could you could have the worst day and you could say reality TV and it immediately puts a smile on like millions of people's faces across the world. Wow. Completely agree. I mean, it's it's our escapist, you know, honestly, moment of our day. Sometimes dicks. it's hard, but it does bring me a lot of joy to talk about. Well, <laughs> You're just... Because- because other people's lives, it, it makes you feel, not feel so bad about your own life. And you see all these people that are like really wealthy, allegedly, reportedly, they're wealthy and they have money. And then like, they're completely just a train wreck. And you're like, oh, you know what? Even when they have buckets of money, they're still losers. So, hey, you know, winning. Money, <laughs> money makes a lot of people monsters, which is why we tune in, though. Right. It was. Also, Go ahead. It's also why, like, in later seasons of Housewives and... Honestly, we're on season two of Housewives in Salt Lake and money is here and is a problem. It's just like when you get on a public platform, people can see that maybe your money isn't real and maybe you are, or maybe you're just a monster with not real money. So, Jen uh, Shaw. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, that again, as you both said, that's why we tune in to feel better about our own lives. <laughs> so, it, yeah. We're here for it. I mean, Jen Shaw certainly makes me feel sane and rich. <laughs> because <laughs> she's in the red <laughs> right right and re- good, good tom good point she it's not it's not black friday for her no girl <laughs> she's literally looking at two bedroom homes tom that was you live in a two-bedroom apartment honey <laughs> i know i'm like that was dark when they were like showing there's nothing more mortifying than on reality television having to your storyline being a downsize like no one wants like to downsize on television <laughs> well erica jane right yeah so, same thing or how how many seasons which i mean I, I as i like erica jane true story by erica jane i was the grand marshal of the albuquerque uh gay pride parade in 2011 erica jane was Congrats. the headlining act and she flew in private jet no mind of course her and like 11 dancers full costume full production it was intense right so fast forward what over 10 years later since 2017 she's been on the show and she's been talking about how rich she is and now of course with all the alleged um claims against her ex-husband tom girardi him embezzling money taking from settlement victims and she has so much incriminating footage about her being very rich on the show and how she lives her very rich lifestyle. I bet she wishes she could scrub all of that from uh, the yeah. web and from TV, but it's not happening. But shout out to Erica Jane for, for holding it up. You mentioned downsizing. She had that palace in, pa- in, the, in pa- Pasadena. Now she's like, I'm in a, a quaint apartment. Okay. With but Ikea. that home... It's still expensive as fuck, but I will say I do think that four of them could easily fit on her previous estate. So right. it is downsizing for her. For myself, it would be a win. Well, okay, <laughs> a couple things. One, I think that the old big house look felt like like the set of Eyes Wide Shut, like the chapel in it. Like there's so much going on in that home that like it feels creepy to me. And just Tom, how old? Like just like the like old furniture, and I'm like it doesn't feel like 
Los Angeles like or Beverly Hills. I mean, it was Pasadena, well, but it was, pas- it, was, it was very Pasadena, <laughs> very outside of like Los Angeles proper. Um, but, you know, in Erica Jane's defense, though, um, watching that season of Housewives, what, if you want job security, hey, be in, be in trouble for financial trouble with the law. But you felt you kind of felt bad for her. And only in the sense that we, we don't know what happened. We don't know. Again, this is all alleged. We don't know what has transpired behind the scenes, what the, the real truth is, what's been talked about with attorneys. But when she talked about her life with her friends with Kyle and Garcelle and Lisa and Dorit and, and um, Sutton, you, <laughs> you, you know, you felt for her because she would say like, this is my life. And I can just imagine being in that type of situation with the whole world watching then also, I would imagine having a network like NBC Universal or Bravo saying, "Okay, this this whole season is riding on you," because every episode featured that. Yeah, every episode featured this drama, and so and then also you had an ABC docudrama docuseries on Hulu that was like the housewife Ooh, that and was the bad. hustler hustler yeah that, came <laughs> that out. was bad. When ABC does a series on you, I mean, they, they normally don't do that. And so for them to complain and have it on streaming to where it's going to be there in perpetuity, you know, it's just, it's, it's, it's a moment for her. So I don't know, but um, here's hoping that all gets worked out for her and she can, uh, you know, get back to her pretty mess. Yeah, well, I think she'll be fine. Well, I find yeah, it interesting. Fine. I know um, you're not watching Salt Lake right now, but of no. course I'm sure you're aware of all of Jen Shaw's antics. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting, the online um discourse conversation around jen shaw and erica it felt like people were coming so hard for erica and it wasn't necessarily a case about her it ended up becoming her problem Uh versus jen shaw i mean because this season has so many villains she's not in this jen shaw is not being painted as this horrible monster really i think because people are so distracted by everything else that's going on it's interesting to see that I feel like people are being kind of light with Jen on social media versus Erica. It was like a conversation every week. We were talking about, did she do it? Did she not? I mean, we all know oh, that Jen Shaw But Erica didn't do anything. Did that's the thing. That's exactly. My- that's what I'm saying. What's weird is that I know, but- Erica didn't necessarily do anything, but people were coming so hard for her. Well, Erica also is, so you got to think about the, the space Erica occupies and the space Jen Shaw occupies. You have the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. That's like the Real Housewives <laughs> of Denver, right? Real Housewives right. of like, of like, I don't know. No, I, I know. Versus <laughs> the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, which has a little bit more, as a more cachet and gravitas. And you also have someone like Erica Jane who's been on TV longer than Jen Shaw. And mm-hmm. just the way that franchise is, you know, there's, there's echelons to these franchises, right? You have Atlanta, ratings-wise, Atlanta, mm-hmm. yep. Beverly Hills, Jersey, everyone else. Yeah. So, yeah. Poor, so, poor New York. Right. But now, well, shout out to New York, though. My good friend, Ebony K. Williams, really did her thing last season. Um, you know, she did. Bringing in, she was awesome. And it was, again, the fandom is black and white. Either they really like you, they really love you a lot, <laughs> yeah. and they're here for you, or they don't like you. And also, when you're a cast member on this show, you graduate through the seasons. Haven't you noticed that Kyle Richards, first two seasons, her and her sister drama? Okay. Her and Brandy Glanville? Okay. As Kyle remained on the show, she became immune and like, I'm stepping away from the I'm an onlooker to the drama mm-hmm. of everyone else. I don't get involved. I'm safe because you graduate as a cast member out of the drama. You be, you you become it's like Heather's. Lisa Vanderpump <laughs> was happy number one. Yep. 
And Kyle Richardson sprung in her place after she fell into the glass table, after Vanderpump fell into the glass table, was like, or not, because you graduate out of the drama. Someone else has to be hazed. And it looks like that's how it seems like it is when you're a new cast member. You go through the hazing of being on the show. If you want to hate to use the word hazing because it's so inappropriate, but that's what it feels like. Like you get Teddy Mellencamp, perfect example got thrown to the wolves, had to navigate the girls the first in t- the first two seasons. And then when she left, it was kind of just like, well, she didn't graduate. You know, she got, she left the show. So she did Erica not graduate. Did, she she did not graduate. <laughs> and she, she wasn't on long enough. And it, it's, it's brutal. It, this business is brutal. If you don't have a storyline to keep you buoyant in the show, then you're out the door. And Erica Jane, luckily, and not so luckily for her, <laughs> Her storyline yeah. was like it for last season. Yeah, she'll, I'm not, I'm truly not stressed about her. Like she will be fine. And yeah. I'm curious to see. So supposedly the the new Beverly Hills season could be coming out as soon as March. Did did you see that kicks? No, I, that feels so quick. I I saw on Twitter that like they've wrapped filming or something like that, and that they like there could be a trailer as soon as like mid mid to late February and like a premiere in late March. Mm. I mean, it makes sense because if you think about the last two years, what 2020 really put a, a hamper on all filming, right? Then now yeah, we're why? open. They when these shows <laughs> are huge kidding. cash cows, right? right? They're huge cash cows for networks. The the advertising dollars that go into these shows, just you know, for people watching them, the streaming, all the money they stand to gain is massive. So the pandemic really like made these networks realize, hey. This is not good for our bottom line. And now that we're somewhat open or we're managing the pandemic, we're able to live with the pandemic. They want to knock stuff out as quick as possible because Omicron's surging left and right. And who knows mm-hmm. if, you know, we have another lockdown, then, then that's going to push back production, mm-hmm. which is going to in turn hit their bottom line. And people are at home watching TV and streaming all day long. And this makes sense that they're going to rush to do another season topically. If the Erica Jane stuff is happening right now and it's being litigated in courts, I would imagine Bravo wants to have their cameras if they can have their cameras inside the courtroom. I'm not sure what the logistics is of that or the rules are on that, but it's, it's great TV. Those are the moments, those are the reality moments that you want to capture because you can't recreate that. No. You can't recreate. You can't recreate mm. Mariah Carey having the worst performance at the twenty at, at 2017 <laughs> at the near New Year's Eve. You can't recreate that ever again. You had to. I wish to God we could. <laughs> oh, that was so good. It, I wasn't. It was. It was great. She was just like. Here my thing. I'm like y'all. She's doing she's exactly like, I, what we want her to do. I'm like y'all. Take her. Um, people take her way too also, seriously. People still talk about it. So I know. like, you, clearly smart. it worked. Yeah. yeah, she knows what she's doing. Oh my gosh, what a legend! <laughs> well, a legend. you have some incredibly hot takes. Not even hot takes, just really great takes. Oh, of like you're talking. I'm like, you're so right. That makes so much sense. Um, but before we dive too deep, we like to ask our guests a question. Fire. And that Shoot. question is. What reality TV made you a dumpster diva? And we say that as um, kind of what reality TV made you fall in love with this genre and ultimately do a lot of it professionally. <laughs> I would have to say that's a really good question because, you know, the real <laughs> the real reality TV dates all the way back to the 90s of the real world. That was the first social experiment. And so I was young when I remember the first season of the real world in 92. And then, of course, 94 with Pedro, <laughs> excuse me. And then road rules, like MTV really had such a, a hold on what reality TV is. They essentially created a genre, right? Everyone else just found out, oh my gosh, this is like really cool. People are watching this. 
So let's just run with it. And here we are, what, 20 some, 25 years later, almost 30 years later, having reality TV. But the show that I would say really gripped me with reality TV would have to have been The Hills. The Hills was where I really started getting into reality TV because even before I was on RuPaul's Drag Race, that was a show that I was always watching. You watched The Hills, right? It was like, you know, Heidi and Spencer, Elsie, Lowe. Adrena, and it was because it was these rich white kids that were completely antithetical to who I am, how I grew up, my life experience, yeah. and just yeah. all of their BS that was just like first world rich white kid, bright privileged problems, right? You right. know, like, like, oh my God. I, I, you could have never caught me at a like house party, like kissing boys and things like that. I was like, whose parents let them do that kind of thing when they were at like Laguna beach. And then when they right. were at the Hills, I'm like, Oh my gosh, fashion. Like right. They're like, they have you know, just, homes when they're like 25. I'm like, right. going the to the world? best schools and being accepted into UCLA and Pepperdine and having the like the, the colleagues. Right. I mean, at Parsons and fit and just all these things that normal people that aren't privileged get. Right. right. And then you had, and so you also had, um, you, so with that, then you had shows like Gossip Girl in the, in the mid 2000s and to late, late, well, mid to late 2000s that, again, you had these rich kids that were drinking martinis at 17 years old, being allowed in bars, having like, <laughs> like orgies. And it was just a life that you didn't lead. So it was just fascinating. So I would say The Hills was definitely my first like obsession mm-hmm. with reality TV. And then we got, Reality TV became more nuanced. My husband loves Survivor. He, I mean, there's different genres of reality, right? There's like competitive reality, like RuPaul's Drag Race. When I got hired on Drag Race, I'll never forget. It was 2010, spring of 2010. Yeah, what and was your first season? I can't remember. I season mean, three. Season three. Season three, right. Well, and so my, it was me, Sean, and Michelle Visage's first season, season three. Yeah. And the, what's cool about Drag Race is that the universe must have really wanted me to do that show because... I had hosted an event with Shangela mm. and World of Wonder was in the audience for this event. Oh, wow. And so I had, and so I had met people Brand, from yeah. World of Wonder and didn't even realize who they were. Then a week later, I'm at a pool party and guess who's there? The same people from World of Wonder. Now, mind you, two, three weeks before, I had auditioned to be a pick crew member because a producer of World of Wonder saw me in a dance class in Hollywood and sent his friend in to ask about me because they were looking to recast the pit crew for season three. So it was a series of events that lined up for a show I had heard about. But the person who really told me about the show was my cisgender straight brother who was in the army, who was a fan of Drag Race. Oh my like, God. Have you seen this show about like drag queens? It's incredible. It's called awesome. Drag Race or something. I had heard about <laughs> it, but I really didn't know. Yeah. And growing up, I loved RuPaul. I used to watch the RuPaul show on VH1. Yeah, yeah. I had Foxy Lady. I had Supermodel of the World, both of his albums. I had um, Red Hot. I was like, RuPaul was incredible. I'll never forget the 1975 VH1 Fashion Music Awards where he comes out in this Bob Mackie mm-hmm. dress, stops to be at the front of the stage and the sachets down with this. It was just a moment with Ru. And Ru yeah. was just mm-hmm. so synonymous with supermodels and fashion in the 90s, even though he was in drag. So just to work for as long as I did on Drag Race for like over a decade. So over close to 15 seasons of the, you know, including all stars. Yeah. It's even now talking about it. It's just like, wow, that's my life. I that's can't believe life. it. That's I mean, amazing. I've 
we we like have been watching from the beginning live too. Like we're not like mm-hmm. we didn't come to it after like the pretty yeah. girls got there. <laughs> I feel like that, right. you know what right. I, you know what I mean by that. I'm saying like there's the like a whole crop. Queen. There's a whole crop of people that showed up after Violet Chachi, right. and I think Violet Chachi is stunning and amazing. Yeah. But like we really were in it from the beginning, um, and you were such a staple on there, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. And so I have to ask like, who are some like highlight people you've met and like like who are you some of your favorite contestants that you've worked with on the show that maybe you're so friendly with today and oh. what i mean obviously we'd be remiss not ask what is rue like well rue that's a great question um people <coughs> excuse me have bad allergies they always ask me that um rue's incredible rue i'll never forget rue my first season rue when i went so the first episode i ever did a drag which was the christmas the queens who stole christmas and it was where they had to do the the jumping on the trampoline challenge. Of course, yeah, was, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And Rue came into the dressing room, and she was, and he was like, "Hey, Jason." And I was like, "Hi." And he's like, "You know what? I chose you." And so I saw your picture and thought, <laughs> "Him, he's the one." And so Rue has always been so giving, so kind. Uh, Rue is awesome. The show is a show; it's business, right? So right. when we're there, we're there to create television. So. Um, Rue always carries himself with a certain, with a very high level of professionalism, but yeah. he's fun. He's caring. He's done my makeup a couple of times. Oh, that's um, that he, is, yeah, that's season, a memory I'm sure. Wow. It, it, it was. Season seven, he invited me into his dressing room and there's parts of the set that you just don't venture into. It's just like they're off limits unless you're mm-hmm. like, you know, approved personnel. Yeah, sure. And I walk into Rue's dressing room and there's like these posters of Diana Ross. He's a huge Diana Ross fan. Mm-hmm. Britney Spears. And we just talk. And one day Rue had, we did this OPIC crew episode and never made it to air and it was never released, but Rue interviewed all of us and it was really emotional. Like he asked Wait, about- that's so like, sweet. I'm so sad yeah. that it wasn't ever made to air. I love it never that. made it out. I don't know. I don't know where that footage is, but it was like, you know, we had moments where I was like crying and Rue was asking about my life and my brother and my dad and how I grew up and being LGBTQ plus. And was, it was just, and I left out of that room. It was one of those out-of-body experiences because here you have this icon, right? Mm-hmm. This person who- is when Rue walks into a room, there's so, the room vibrates with this energy. And Rue is a type of intentional person that only speaks to you with just that intention. So he'll say, Tom, you have the be- you have such beautiful green blue eyes, such a gift. Or Kicks, your name is so unique. It's so fitting for you because I think you're so unique. Like everything he says is just so intentional. Mm-hmm. And so to share that moment with him and just to feel like I, I hate using this phrase, but to feel seen mm-hmm. and feel like someone actually like peered into my soul and really cared about my experience was like, wow, was just crazy. It was crazy. So Rue is just a gem. Rue is awesome. And um, awesome. and I've never had a bad experience with Rue. Rue's never, ever treated me unkind. Rue's always championed me. He's always welcomed me back, you know? Um, so, and then- I feel like that those experiences probably mean so much to the um, like kid in you or in like the kid in the alternate universe you as a kid sure. realizing that oh RuPaul is gonna interview me and we're gonna share these intentional very special moments I'm sure like your I, past child is like literally giggling with glee For like, sure. because <laughs> it's the clear very solid embodiment of a manifestation and i'm not you know i'm not super soul sunday <laughs> oprah but i remember i used to live in a town outside of albuquerque new mexico i'm from albuquerque originally 
and it's called Las Lunas, New Mexico. It's a suburb. It's like um, it's like a like a Paramus or you know a yeah. suburb of, yeah, of yeah. the city. And I we had this long hallway, and so I would throw on Supermodel, You Better Work, and at the end of the song, he's like Linda. Claudia, Naomi, and I used to yeah. feel like I know I wanted to be one of the male supermodels. So I would walk down this hallway to that song, thinking I was living my best life to RuPaul. It was just mm-hmm. so cool. So the kid inside of me working with Ru, I just couldn't believe it. And I'll never forget the first my, my first episode, 2011 of season three, when it was and it was like on logo. And now RuPaul's Drag Race on logo. It was just like me and my husband were sitting there thinking like. Whoa. Is, is this real like yeah. this is like cool yeah. you know yeah. and, and this show that was celebrated by the lgbtq plus community and we made it and we and we held so we still hold so dear and so close to our hearts as like this shining example of representation across mm-hmm. the globe for mainstream tv because if you talk to michelle or rue or a lot of people that are close to the show or just in the industry in general that are lgbtq plus or identify as such, they still don't feel that drag is mainstream. They, they feel like it's getting there, but it's not. And Tom, you mentioned, you know, season, you, you've been watching before The Pretty Girls. I totally feel that as well, because season three, four, five, six, I would even say seven, the show was still on the upswing, right? Yeah. It still had that. It wasn't as, it wasn't the any winning. media. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't like this machine that it is mm-hmm. now. And that's how things, when things get bigger, that's what happens. Sex in the city, friends, you know, the more popular it gets, the better it looks, but also it becomes more of like, okay, hey, we, this makes money. It becomes a machine. You know, baby one more time for Britney wasn't, oops, I did it again. And it sure wasn't Britney because as she got more famous, things became better, but also the demand came that much more intense. So same thing with Drag Race. So looking back at the early seasons, it was cool to see that this was the little show that could, and that's what they would say. This we're the little show that could, mm-hmm. and now I mean they did it, yeah. That's twenty Emmys later. Yeah. yeah, I know it's in it's insane. Like what wh- how the growth that that show has had and the reach that it has, and I know that like some there obviously. The bigger it gets, the more like negative critiques that it's going to get, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we have to step back on moments over when we are critical, overcritical of the show or Rue, or it's like we have to step back and just acknowledge that it's so badass what Mm -hmm. RuPaul has done. And we don't have a lot of black queer elders like still of that generation here. And like, I'm sure you have, and I'm sure you have a certain, certainly a different experience with uh, a black queer elder than we do. But like, I have to imagine that was pretty spectacular to get to have those um, interactions with him when, when you did. And like, they, I don't, and I, I just don't think that like this new generation of gays and, and even some (laughs) in our generation, I'm like, I don't think y'all get like how much of that generation of of queer men unfortunately aren't here and like and and we don't the generation beneath us is gonna get to live with our mess like our our feedback and our we're gonna be a blast i know i'm gonna be a blast at 65 telling the gays how life was right (laughs) but like that era doesn't exist like right they're not they're not here and Mm. it's sad but like and to see rue prevail that in itself and still be able to make a name of himself at 
He's, I think he's 65. In, it's insane. In right? yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's also the relationship I would imagine he has a world of wonder because Randy Barbado yeah. and Jackson Bailey the, and everyone there, they they were in the trenches together in the 90s and the 80s. Mm-hmm. So that, that relationship is the reason why it's like they all bent together and said, hey, we're going to survive and we're going to be successful and we're going to do things. I'll bring, I mean, World of Wonder produces incredible content of all different genres. It's not just, they're not just a hub of, of yeah. they, they don't just own drag content, which mm-hmm. they do on YouTube. They're the authority on drag content. They, no one can compete, mm-hmm. but they've done incredible docuseries. I, I've, been, I've been watching another great thing to binge and, to binge and watch is Ronan Farrow's Catch and Kill podcast. Oh my gosh. Yeah, produced by World of Wonder. Did you know that, Kix? Yeah. Yes, I did. So good. I mean, I listened to the book, then I watched that. World of Wonder just knows how to... They get behind quality queer content by incredible queer creators... And they do a good job. And I think that I would I would hope, because I mean I'm I I haven't had an in-depth conversation with Randy or 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 Mm -hmm. Fenton about their about their, you know, goals or their what's their their mantras or their Mm -hmm. mottos, but I would imagine that that's what they really pride themselves on doing is pushing these stories of queer people to the forefront and doing it Mm -hmm. well and doing it just as good as a selling sunset as uh, <laughs> as the hills, you know, giving because if you watch those shows, the the quality is great. Like they produce the shit out of these shows, but you know what? There can be really good, very well produced queer shows that aren't dr- trans people being shot and murdered, or 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 gay men in a club being overtly sexual. The, all the tropes mm-hmm. they love to throw on us. You have someone like Ronan Farrow who is like blew the whole door off of me too and time's up yeah. and really did this due diligence with harvey weinstein and and you know being, prize winner right absolutely sure. yeah and yeah. went up against nbc yeah. and oh yeah that was like we're gonna shut this down he's like nope i'll take it someplace else and make sure this gets heard and it did so shout out to worlds of wonder world of wonder my favorite queens you asked me about my favorite queens. oh yes oh yes you know what i I'm in contact with a lot of queens still. And the thing about being on Drag Race is that like, so Shangela, 2010, we, I danced with Shangela at Entertainer of the Year in Louisville, Kentucky. This is before I knew Shangela was going to be on the show. So mm-hmm. Shangela, I met Shangela at this event. She slides into the DMs on Facebook and was like, hey, I know you're a dancer. Do you want to come with me to Kentucky to compete for Lu- in Louisville? All expense paid, we'll fly you, all that. Yeah. Amazing. Sure. Yeah. So Shandela is still a good friend. Um, talk to DJ a lot. Eureka's great. Latrice Royale's great. Uh, there's just so many. I mean, all of the all of the underdogs are really cool. Raja, Heidi in Closet. Um, there's just so many. I will say this: there are there have been some queens who haven't been the nicest. Mm-hmm. And I'm leaning in, which here. is fine. Yeah, which is fine because. <laughs> Don't you I mean, don't need to share? Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna say which queens, but I, there was one sure, queen who was super rude one time, and I, my comeback was, "Well, I'm still on the show. You were a roommate, <laughs> yeah, and you won that back. So <laughs> I think I'm winning like, here." Yeah, yeah, you're like, I'm in season 10. Right. So you were eliminated and, and you didn't, even didn't make ask it to you one. back. And your third runway look was terrible. But um, good luck with that signal you're dropping. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also, like, you're getting paid. Like, they're not. <laughs> like, I have to assume you're getting paid, right? I mean, like, yeah, they, they yeah, get, I'm sure yeah. they get a stipend, but I'm like, right, you're, you had yeah. 10 years on a show that you probably made a nice living off of. And I'm like, y'all are contestants, okay? <laughs> and it's not, you know, Tom, it's even that though. It's just like, you know, here I'm, I always liken myself <laughs> to being the consummate professional and 
kindness goes a long way. And we're like I said, we're here to do a job. It's a competition show. So there's a lot of rules. You have to protect the integrity of the show. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of rules that go into that. And you know, like the reason you stay working in bit in the bit in the biz by doing your job, doing it well, not being an asshole, and going home and keeping your mouth shut. <laughs> yeah, sticking to your NDA. One hundred percent. And well, the wonder will hold you to that NDA. Yeah. So and and really it's it's I watched, I don't even remember what happens on because we, it, it airs so much later. Right. And when I watch the show, I watch as a fan. Yeah. I'm like excited. Oh, so I'm like, fun. oh my God, I'm rooting for people because it's, <laughs> it's a lot. It's not easy to be on Drag Race. Wait, so I have a question that I've, so I've heard about from people who, we've had a couple of people um, on who have written for the show and they've said that like when the Lip Sync Fear Life happens, oftentimes a lot of the crew, like people will come out and watch it. Um, like live, like as it happens there. Have you ever gotten to watch any of them? Um, and I've, if so, like what were some of your faves? I've only seen one. And <gasps> it was it was Milan on season four. Yeah. I think it was Lady Gaga. It was Lady Gaga, Edge of Glory was the song or it was a Lady Gaga song. That was the only one I got to watch and it was incredible. It was awesome. But the best lip syncs I've been privy to seeing have been at the reunions and no one will forget mm. Sasha Velour, Showstopper, or oh, you saw that Asia O'Hara. Oh. <laughs> I saw, I saw mouths were on the floor for Sasha Velour. That you, I mean, it was just like, what? And, that, and what Sasha did wasn't the most extreme. It was yes. the passion yes. behind it. It was, it was also, we hadn't seen her lip sync at all. Mm -hmm. Like because she had been thing. on the top of, yes, because she had been on the top the whole time right. that we hadn't seen her really lip sync. They didn't really do much. Like now they do a lot of challenges where you lip sync at the beginning, mm -hmm. all stars, you lip sync for your legacy. So there's ways that we are seeing more Queens lip sync, which I love. I, so I think that everyone, I think it was like a mix of, oh my God, she's incredible. Also like, what the hell? We haven't seen this. Right. This it was, whole it was, season. It was this cool reveal that was, again, nuanced. And then also Asia O'Hara with the butterflies. Had that landed. <laughs> oh, Jason. Uh, you're a constant professional. <laughs> Um, had that, had that, but that would have been a moment because I, in, in theory and conceptually, that was beautiful, right? You opened up this egg, these butterflies, it would have been like, wow. And it, unfortunately, it didn't end up the way it, it was. Wow. Yeah, it still it was, was wow. It was wow. But Asia, that's another great queen. I love Asia O'Hara, super yeah. kind. I feel like awesome. She has a good heart. Yeah, yeah. good heart. I've really. seen her perform. She's incredible, too. Kennedy Davenport. Uh, like the list goes on and on because there's been over a hundred and what thirty five queens that have walked into the, walked into the workroom and have given uh, a catchphrase. If I was gonna walk into the workroom, my introductory catchphrase would be like, "Hi, I'm here." <laughs> I guess. You know, like, they, they try to make up these like, "Look at oh me, God. I'm here to let's yeah. get sickening." Wait, there's a really this is a like kind of it's not a plug because I don't know them but there's a really funny TikTok star named Bowman yeah is his handle He's so famous and so I sure I guess but he is verified so I guess he's very famous but he does the funniest reiterations and like like spoofs on drag race entrances and I watch them over and over again I just, if you guys don't know, listening who he is, please go find him on TikTok. He it makes like really funny um, Love Island ones and oh yeah, my, and Housewives. He does the Housewives ones too. Yes, yeah. I'm so late to TikTok. I got on TikTok right when the <coughs> pandemic happened. I think I yeah, have like same. a thousand followers. 
I just can't keep up. I'm too no, busy. No, I like, can't do it you, either. You have to really commit to like editing and like. Oh hell no! I just you have to be to Martin Scorsese. I'm like these kids like deserve an Oscar for what they're doing in their bedrooms. Yeah. I'm like, how are you editing these things together? I tried to make I one know reel. How long it takes? Yeah, I know. I tried to make one reel where I literally just like, it, there was one cut in it. Literally one, forty five minutes. <laughs> You're right. No, the real no, is 15 I, seconds long. <laughs> 45 minutes out of my day. I know what I do in 45 minutes. I, I film three segments, prepare for another one. Yeah. Like 45 minutes is a long time to, to do things. So, no. Um, but um, yeah, those <laughs> workplace entrances are, and some are just like, that's all you thought of? Like, th- this is your moment. And you, no, no. Oh like, go walk make- out that door, try again. <laughs> I like the bad ones because it makes me laugh literally so hard. Same. I love when it's they a- like don't know. It's clear, like that the cam. There's like ten cameras right in front of them. They're so nervous, and they don't know when to like end their pose and walk away. Right. I just, I love those. I love the moments where we're like, "Oh yikes, you didn't, you didn't really kill that." Right. Or like they don't, or they think they're, they think it's it, and they're like, "Get ready for me because I am sickening, fierce, ferocious, a hot down boots, mama god, yes." And you know what? I slay the beast house down. <laughs> and everyone's like, or okay, a, or a. Ro- <laughs> Oh my god! I know. There's a, or like a rhyme that like somehow rhymes with fierce or winner or chicken dinner. I'm like, look, it's just, yeah, I'm, I'm holding up a Christmas get... ornament, right? So if this, the, is, this would be someone's walking. It would be get ready for the Christmas ornament because I came to win the tournament because I'm fierce, like like bubble mint. Right. It's the alliteration, you know, it's like, yes. And yes. And yes. And, and then, and then they stop with their entrance and they look over, Hey girl, hey. Da, da, da. I'm so happy to see you. No, you're not. You're My not favorite is the first one in. Cause I'm like, they had no idea they were going to be the first one in and that sucks. And I just, it makes me laugh so hard. Cause they probably walk in like, really ready to like be on and they're like oh I still have to be on but I can't say hi to anybody <laughs> I would walk in if I was the first queen in I would walk in go to the table sit down with my phone oh they can't have their phones no so yeah I would, walk, I would go to the table and just be like okay all right let's do this you guys just do something different than mm-hmm. than what is expected like oh i'm gonna go and check out everything just like no you know what the it's like they looks always like. like creepy like walk to like different stations yeah. it's always but it's cute same. it's endearing it's endearing one, <laughs> and go oh, i would say one of my faves Two, well, two, a couple of my faves. One is I love when Alaska came in with the horse mask and it was just like, yeah. hey, and then that was it. I love it. And right. then because it's just it's like it, you're like, what? Like, what the and fuck? then but then also you and then you get to know Alaska. You're like, oh, I kind of get it. Like she's just, she's just this little alien. Um, mm-hmm. And then <laughs> I think it was it was it penetration or it was one of the first out girls who had a ba- who like had a baby when she walked in. She like pushed and then a baby fell between her legs <laughs> i don't remember that it's, it's either season like five or six or something oh, she, okay. she like walks and she's like uh, and then a baby just falls i think hilarious well Laganja, yeah, of course Laganja. who started yeah, it all right yeah, that really... was see and that was a moment in in court culture where shablamming and like the death drop mm-hmm. was like everyone wanted to do it and laganja is this incredible performer laganja yeah. is an incredible 
dancer, choreographer, artist. Like Laganja is just yeah. just hyper creative and just such. She's a on like a different level of creativity. A whole different level, yeah, like a yeah, different, yeah. like she on like Krypton. exists in a different plane. She's right. so like creative and yeah, yeah. And it was and that was authentic. It's like let's get sickening because she would say that all the time. Like it's sickening, right? So. Um, Drag Race, yeah, Drag Race is great. Um, I think this new season's great. I'm liking the Queens this for season 14. Wait, yes, what season it's 14? 14. I think it's 14. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, 14. <laughs> and um, I know. Who, wow. who are you loving? Who are you loving in the new season? We just I met like, everyone officially. Oh well, Carrie Colby. Fierce. Every kiss begins um, with that, K. I liked that entrance line. I thought that was cute. Right. Yeah. And the jump rope big. I kind of died really? for it. The only thing, I did too. The only thing about it that bothered me, I was like why didn't you just come on with the jump rope? Like, just jump rope. Like, because she did this, she did the, there was like a lip sync portion of it that was like, wait, when are we jump roping though? Uh, mm, like, I was like, I right. wish she had come out like skipping with the jump rope like the whole time. Right. But then the jump rope skills were wild. I thought she, because. Wild. Okay. I was on a jump rope team in elementary school. Like. I and, was as well. Don't discount that. Oh, I didn't remember. You jump were? Rope- Yes. I don't remember if you were. That's your me. sister, and you don't know your sister was on yeah, a. What kind of brother are she you? Okay, okay. Know she was way me. more athletic than me. I thought at that point you were like already doing like actual athletics, not jump rope team. Jump rope team is for all the gays. <laughs> jump rope team is for the gays. I will say we also did jump rope for heart, which we would like jump rope for like hours to raise money. That was weird in I was... hindsight. <laughs> I mean, not, Very not odd. Congrats. I mean, we did good, we did good things. So I'm say- our I'm- labor, they made us jump rope for hours. It was like torture. Gun to our head, like jump. They, they, you would like ask people to give you money. Well, you would like, like walk around your neighborhood and be like, can I have $10 for jump rope for heart? And they, like, people would say yes. And then you just put like, give the money. They to would the pledge like, I'll give you $10 if you jump for 10 I minutes. Mean, you start jump roping. It's like you jump rope now. You no, know? it's like a whole. <laughs> No, you bring You're just outside your of people's money. homes, just jump roping. <laughs> they're, no, they're throwing money at you and trying not to yes, hit the jump. It's like drag. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, but kicks. You need yes. to. You need to watch Carrie Colby's performance in the jump rope. I know. Because I, I need to. I've been having some. I don't know. I don't know why I have an issue. I just you don't like, have drag been... race fatigue because you don't watch it anymore. So that's not fatigue. I don't have fatigue. <laughs> I didn't. First of all, I didn't say that. I know. So, I, know. Well, I was waiting for you to um, say I was going to say, I just haven't been feeling the last couple of ep- uh, seasons. So I haven't really watched that much, but I think I'm going to watch the season because I've heard it's like excellent. And I, there's just so much. Sometimes I get like overwhelmed. It with is, how it much is a content. lot. Honestly, good for them. But like, I'm just like, I got a lot to watch. But you don't have to, don't feel overwhelmed. Just watch you watch U.S. You can do it. I, I believe in yeah. you. It's literally like the best turn your brain off television. Like it's like sure. such a blast. Mate, I'll start it tonight. I have to, yeah, I have watch to the work first tonight, episode so tonight. I'll just watch in the background. Yeah. 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 I, I want you to watch and report back to me. Okay. Yes, please. I will. Uh, so Carrie Colby's great. Um, Willow Pill's great. Um, I, who else? Cornbread Jate. Mm, cool. Um, that, uh, no, I, I love cornbread. No, what's, no, no. I know. I'm trying to think. I, 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 I like cornbread. I'm, I think there's sometimes there is archetypes. Yeah, of uh, queens that are that are on this show that remind you of other queens. So mm. it's just I'm trying to think about like who stands out to me. Um, I'll have to get back to you. I mean, I've only seen I've only seen the first two episodes, and I felt I I fell asleep to the last one because I watched it really late. So I don't know what happened at the end. You're selling think, it. You're well, selling yeah. it to me. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You really said to the girls like I don't know if I have the time. No, I watch it. At, <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding, up every day at six a.m. I watch it at ten p.m. and I have to get no, the next day at six a.m. I mean, so I'm hey, asleep look. by nine. So Good for you, yeah. <laughs> you're gonna live long. Okay, drag I honestly, me. Okay, this is so yeah. Tom, I, Tom's I, like every time I say I'm drag race. <laughs> 
I just consume so much. Like that's the thing that's bad about my brain. Junkie. It's like I no seriously. I'm like a reality TV junkie. Like I I've name it. I've probably watched it. I mean like it's it's sick. But um. And that's why we love you, Tom. Thank you, you know, so you much, Jason. Oh, awareness is the first step to recovery. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Wait, Jason. I'm gonna put you on the spot. But do you sure. have any drag names for yourself or like clever ones that you feel comfortable sharing? Because sometimes we like to. I'm like, I don't want anybody to know this drag name because I think it's so good. Oh, like, like it's Gate mine. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't. If I was in drag, my drag name would be Jason Carter. Only because Chad Michaels, who is a winner and an all-star, winner. is Chad Michaels. And you also have Derek Barry. Like, the, the people remember... <laughs> RuPaul. RuPaul. Right. RuPaul. RuPaul, Andre, Charles. Um, you know, so Jason Carter could be a drag name. I don't know. I, I honestly the, could see it. You could sell it. Jason. Bob am, the drag queen is a drag name. But Bob is Bob's star, name. So right, I no. know, but well, some of these some of these people have like the weirdest like government names. So yeah, I know. You know, you're like, well, <laughs> hey, okay, I'll take your drag name. Yeah, good Carter, you know. Jason, CJ. I don't think, I don't think Tom Hamlin would translate very well. <laughs> no, you but it would be, be kind of funny. Tom. Like Max. Just Tom. Just Tom. Yeah, like Max. Yeah. Well, our dad came up with an iconic drag name that I still think uh-huh. is one of the best that I've heard, <laughs> and it's. <laughs> it's it's a pun because that's how my dad how our dad's brain works but it's it's brioche <laughs> come on season 26 it's brioche are you ready to give butter i love it you know what I mean? and it's like, like our dad i've been like, like there, 65 like, there's a bun in the oven because it's me like there's some there's ten thousand like baking things that we can right. get there yeah right are you ready to rise because brioche is here. like you know like <laughs> um, yeah. that's it yeah there you go wait only no, performs no hold, on, at, hold on hold on hold on only performs on. at the bar rise in new york city <laughs> <laughs> you could do you could do um, I hope you got your caprese salad ready because I am the brio. You know, like yeah. there's like all kinds of things. You do. Your dad's your dad's a genius as well. <laughs> as well, he, he's listening to this now and is probably gonna text us while he's listening. And be like, see, told you, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> we got a blind last last week. We <laughs> last week we told our guests who were unfamiliar with the Demon Twink. Did you know about Demon Twink in New York City? Did you hear about that? No. A demon twink. We don't. We don't we need, need to go to into it all again. Story. Long we'll story talk, short, yeah. there was this. There was this twink at a gay boat party that like ran amok, and all the gays were on Twitter being like, "There's got a demon. There's a demon. Stick, yeah, yeah, got their ass eaten on, on the DJ booth, <laughs> and like uh, gay Twitter like was like, "There's a demon twink at this party," and like gay Twitter was trying to figure out who the demon twink was. So we oh. were telling we were <laughs> telling our um, guests last week about demon twink, and we got a te- dad likes to listen to the podcast like at like 11 p.m. on Friday nights. Like he just like sits in the dark and listens to his kids and talk about reality TV that he does, no, doesn't even watch. Nothing about. We get a text at like 11.45 p.m. being like, demon twink, question mark. I'm like, dad, like what? Like, it's so weird. Oh, your dad is the true MVP. What's your dad's name? Tim. 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 Shout out to Tim Hamlet. Tim Brioche Hamlet. Tim Brioche Hamlet. Hey, we next next year for Halloween, Omicron, Omicron Baron. You gotta let him come out, put him in drag, and have him roam these streets. We should honestly. That's a great idea, actually. That is an incredible idea. Tom lives with a drag queen, so maybe she could get it it. together for for dad. We could cinch dad's waist. Yeah, it's for the god. I would love to see him with a with a corset on. (laughs) 
Um, well, a couple you, you before we were were pre- press the record button. You were telling us about some things you're watching. Did you finish Cheer season two? Of course, I finished. Okay, Cheer season wow. two. Uh, I thought it was it was incredible. I think that that show deserves an Emmy because do they have one? Well, yeah, they, I think the, yeah. season two deserves an yeah. Emmy as yeah. well. I um, because. First season, you were exposed to, that's the type of docuseries that I like because, okay, yeah, you have this, you have this drama and this life of these two, of these two teams in like BFE, Texas, Corsicana and Athens, Texas, right? And then you have, and then so they became famous overnight. Cher was like this overnight sensation everywhere, the Today Show, Ellen, just everywhere, right? Then you have season two, which brings in the competitive nature of this team, which, by the way, some of those kids graduated, but they came back to compete. I'm like, go, well, like, where? People, kind of weird. People but, um, have been making the joke of like, how many associates degrees does Gabby have? <laughs> like, Gabby's <laughs> like, I have an associate's degree in hospitality, in <laughs> fashion design, yeah. finance. Yeah. At this right, point, you know. But and so you had the story of like them competing, and now you have the, the underdogs, Trinity Valley, who are completely, I don't want to say antithetical to Navarro, but just the way they exist and their, and their grind and their hustle where they're trying to go and the stories that live with them. Then you have Monica and Ladarius and then the whole Jerry um, alleged child molestation and all those things because he hasn't been found guilty yet. Um, it was just so compelling. It was very compelling to see where they at and how fame has changed the team and also how these people are holding on to something that has to, that isn't indefinite. It has to end. You can't be a professional cheerleader. It was great to see Gabby's growth, to listen to Gabby talk and how eloquent and how articulate she was and how nuanced she was in describing things. And just how this, this whole show has permeated their lives, good and bad. I thought it was Mm -hmm. great TV. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were really singing the praises for season two. I thought it was great. I'm also getting into euphoria, which is like, what? so good euphoria is so good i can't believe i'm watching some of the stuff i'm watching and I'm just like, i don't have a kid thank god like sometimes the, when i like especially season one again i haven't i'm not caught up on euphoria but just i'm like ugh. to be so a kid good. right now or, and that's it's probably a little bit heightened of course but mm. probably not yeah i but think it think is a bit the, but if you think about it though Every generation has said that. But think about all the coming of age mm. stories that the, the, that girl, generation perfect. X had or Gen Y had. Um, Gossip about, Girl being <clears throat> a perfect example of that. Right. Like every coming yeah. of age has those like necessary evils that we all deal with. I mean, when I was growing up, I grew up in the 90s. So it was, if you were LGBTQ+, don't get killed. Don't get AIDS. Um, you know, stay in the closet. It was all those things. And then that, then that shifted to other stuff, right? And then into social media. So we're saying, God, to be a kid now in 2021, but they don't know any different. Also, they're armed with different, I would say, artillery to fight certain things. And they're more aware and they're conditioned to handle this because it's normal for them. They don't yeah. know any different. Like my nephew's 11. He's going grown up with technology. He's only grown up having, you know, iPads and iPhones phones mm-hmm. and being being so savvy and so digitally digitally inclined whereas with us i remember when the imac came out the, the different colors in 99 it was like whoa the future or the it was just so every generation has things that they have to be wary of and they have to navigate um i will say i agree with you that euphoria is of course is completely heightened it's completely you know 
yeah, a little so. bit um <laughs> i would say it's you hyperbolic know, i mean it's like right and that's not always happening yeah it's you know it's just, it's the most but i think the way they present kids and the way they present you know that lifestyle even if it's over the top or a little bit exa- exaggerated it's still compelling to watch because the actors mm-hmm. are so good i mean and zendaya is just she's killer she, Killer, yeah. killer. She's literally booked and busy right now. Good right. for her. Her and Yara Shahidi and all these, all these yeah. really beautiful young women of color mm-hmm. that are that are great examples of black excellence that are incredible at their craft that are being recognized that are also diversifying their talents to other things mm-hmm. beyond just being you know, hey, I was this actress back in this show in the '90s and what am I doing now? I'm on married marriage boot camp or celebrity fit club or something. You know, yeah. they're like really. Marseille Martin being the youngest executive producer in Hollywood. And she's only like, what, nine? She's amazing. <laughs> she was, fi- yeah. yeah, she was 15 when she like executive produced her first movie. But I mean, literally a true star. Something I heard recently um, on a podcast, just they were talking about COVID. And of course, that's all um, the name on everybody's mouth, um, lips, excuse me, um, about how much content and creativity and like art is going to come from this really fucked up time we're living in right now. And as well, I'm just, it's going to be interesting to see. And I, this is euphoria sent is like, it's going to be interesting to see in the next 10 years, what's created from people being at home, being able to sit with themselves. We've learned a lot. People have also lost a lot, which is so tragic. So Mm -hmm. it's just going to be, I'm curious to see where, the world not just entertainment but like I work in content so content and visuals and art and what's coming in the next 10 years just even with television I just am curious and kind of intrigued and it's very intriguing because you have so what 2020 and all to 2021 were were (laughs) the first half of 2021 the pivot was massive right like big Mm -hmm. networks realized okay we could present this what we're doing now the scaled down version of content right that's super cheap to make super mm-hmm. the aesthetic is it's very relatable I'm in my home we're we're you know we're in our we're in like t-shirts and jeans just you know every and we all went to the pandemic together it wasn't an isolated incident the whole world experienced it so it made mm-hmm. it okay for the new normal to be what it is the new normal TikTok was born of the pandemic TikTok blew up and so that's one product a byproduct of the pandemic but that is a good question because never before at least in my lifetime did we have the chance to as you said kicks sit with ourselves and figure out hey what can I do like Jason Alicia was born for my husband buying me a ring light two years earlier one day telling me why don't you go and just do talk to people go live with people and I said okay cool Bryce Eilenberg was my first guest, the, the, the ginger redhead pit crew member. Yes, and then I just started doing it every single day for a year, 160 episodes later. That's great. Congrats. Yeah. yeah. And it was, it was a lot of work, but th- that was one of the cool things about the pandemic is that people were looking for ways to talk and ways to connect and ways to stay connected to people because we were forced to disconnect. And it was weird. I was in Los Angeles at the time. I live in Miami now, but I remember March 17th, that week it would rained nonstop. It was dark. I had just got a new dog and it was, you know, it was just a weird time. Like you, what? I can't go to the gym. I can't go out. And then, you know, 
you're watching the news, hundreds of people are going to die. No one knew what COVID was, no vaccine, things are shutting down. Life as we know it was ceasing to end. And it felt like that. So all you could do is just attach yourself to social media, to, to that community in your pocket. And people had to get creative. Yeah, I short. I mean, short form videos has just exploded and with TikTok in particular. And I don't know, I'm just curious. And also I just people didn't have to create in the pandemic. I like if you didn't create and if you just sat at home, watch reality TV, like I did, um, <laughs> that's also okay. I just like am prompting it's when I was listening to this podcast, it prompted a lot of thought about like what art is going to come out of this, that will be the art and the new actresses and the TikTok stars that are going to pivot when eventually when TikTok becomes oh, something God. different because that's how social media <laughs> works I know nervous. it's crazy to think about but like the pivot in these up and coming stuff it's just a lot I was just thinking about I don't know it's exciting in a weird way TikTok stars I see I, I take issue with that because I'm a host and we're and we mm-hmm. all are we all are personalities this is what we do it's our craft I feel like sometimes TikTok stars are, are a dilution of when they when they as you said pivot to other things like let's say you know you have a tiktok star who all of a sudden becomes like you know is on red carpets interviewing people or whatever they have there are people that have worked their whole careers that are yeah. incredible at these, but don't get that opportunity because you have this tiktok star who has like six million followers nine billion views and networks think that's going to translate to audiences on tv and it doesn't it does. i think that's a disservice to the audience it's also a disservice to that person because it's yeah. not easy to do what we do people think that you just crack a mic you turn on the camera you talk but there is a skill set that has been mm-hmm. cultivated and honed in order to be good and to present that to the masses and yeah. when you I think people absolutely deserve an opportunity, but I think opportunity needs to be vetted and people getting that opportunity needs to be vetted and you need to make sure that they are the right person for the job. And I think it's just lazy for the powers that be to take a shortcut and hire people yeah. who aren't equipped to do the job just because of a social media app. It's And I, and I people have come for me for saying that and I stand by that 100%. No, I agree. No, I, appre- no, I really appreciate you saying that. I really do because I totally hear you. I mean, it's an interesting thought process because 10 years ago never would we thought about like the reach that this person's going to get because they have 6 million followers on TikTok like just reach creates revenue sure but like uh, it, you know it, it, it's interesting yeah but it's to, not and, like yeah but i from i have two like two different sides of experience with following versus like who these people are and following versus talent. Right. Talent. And like one, one is this podcast. Like there are people that like, you know, like have large followings that like don't necessarily have lived, have not necessarily lived up to like, like the content. And it's like, and you have to do with it what you can. And it's our job to like feel a conversation, but like that doesn't always mean everything. And then there'll be people that you come across that have smaller followings and you can talk to them for like, uh forever and the content is lively and great right Right. and then also Mm -hmm. i work in i work in talent and i cast talent and oftentimes we are encouraged (laughs) to cast based upon following and i have run into multiple situations where we've cast people upon following and realized that they were not 
they did not advertise what they could actually do when the camera <laughs> when the there. camera was on. <laughs> so the camera's okay. on, and we're like, okay. And also, also, I've seen I've seen the instance where you hire someone based on following, and they not fulfill like what their following entails. Like TikTok I mean, followers to it, mean nothing. And I mean, I really mean no, that. Like really I, I've seen it like in person and I'm like, it really means nothing. Like it's quick fame, which is like what we're all, no, mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying we're all like, like us here, but like so much of the world right, right now, mm-hmm. it wants quick fame. They're like, if I make a video and if I that tag the right video, person, yeah. someone's going to see it. And then I'm, and then I got a bit, I've made it big. And it's like, like you're saying, there's so many people that work so hard at trying to be something and it, it sucks to see the other people just kind of usurp that by just being right. famous Great for word. no reason. They, they usurp the shit out of it. And how many, and let me ask you this, and Tom, you cast in talent, how many <laughs> of those people that you bring in are actually compelling to talk to. You make another great point. Some of the best content I've seen on YouTube has like 200 views, but it's incredible. It's like, wow, why don't more people see this? And then you have content that is seen by all kinds of people that's like, that was basic AF, okay, that was, I mean, I took nothing from that. I think there's, you can invest in talent and grow talent if there is, a smidgen of talent there. It's like a muscle. If you have muscle, you can work them out and grow them bigger. And over time, they're going to, you're going to have a return on that investment. It's going to yield results. But I think that when we just rush to hire talent from like TikTok or social media, and then as you said, Tom, so beautifully, and I couldn't agree with you more, that when you get them in the room, you have them do the job that they're hired to do. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, there's a job to be done that needs to have legs and it needs to have some kind of longevity in order to mm-hmm. the Make company fun. to have a return on their investment. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. can't do it. It's like, well, no shit. I could have told you when you could have hired girl from Joplin, Missouri, who is so talented and like a star waiting to be discovered. And you could have been that person to discover her, but because she wasn't doing stupid videos on TikTok about like narrations from movies like waiting to exhale or clueless and that haven't gone viral <laughs> you pa- you passed on her and, and, I, and, you know, I, and, I, and I, I say that because like it's the truth though do no, not so delete sick. or dilute the profession yeah get people mm. in, in all professions especially entertainment get people who can do the damn job and watch how good it is That's true. right and to bring it back to reality not to stop talking about this but i I think drag race does a good job at mixing it Mm. of because sometimes it makes good tv when there's instagram women drag people that come on and they're like gorgeous instagram huge following and they come on and they like kind of flop but like (laughs) i will say most of the time (laughs) but i will say it's fun with drag race because i do like every season there are girls on there that there's people on there that really do have the skills and the talent but were found at like a drag bar in missouri you know in closet you mentioned her earlier she's a great example of someone a true she's a star yeah yeah Jada is another one. Like yep. there's girls that typically are more memorable <laughs> that didn't have like this massive Instagram following before they right. came on Drag Race. And I also, when you were talking, I was like, oh my gosh, it pings a thought about um, Drew from Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Drew was Drew the YouTube star. No, no right? Drew Sidor. No, but Drew, no, Drew Sidor no. is an actress. What was it? Oh, Latoya, right? Yes, Latoya. It was a YouTube Toya. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Toya, the, Toya. yes, yes. 
Yeah, she was a YouTube she star and she a... was a mess on, on television. Yeah, she on has Atlanta. Like a, a yeah. bajillion views on YouTube. Yeah. Right. Like what that, I don't know. I, I, I just, I guess because like I've been doing this since I was 16. I've been on air work since I was 16 years old. I'm 42 now. So when you think about all the years that you put into your craft, into honing your craft and the sacrifices you've made and the training and just everything you've gone, you've gone through to get to just this point, like right now, me talking to you guys right now about this, in this moment, everything I've done, it's like, and and other people, we deserve the opportunity. We deserve, Mm -hmm. and life isn't fair. This business works like no other. I get that. And if you want to be in this business, you have to accept that. But when it comes to, when you also work in this business, you know how to produce, you know what it takes to produce great things because you also indoctrinate yourself in the ways of all facets of it. Good talents can do it all. They know how to, they know every nook and cranny of their skill, of their profession, because that's how you stay valuable in your profession. Hey, I can do this, that. Oh, you want me to do that? Absolutely. Jump how high? So when you have these people who are just like garbage, it's like, stop, 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 stop. Why not discover Tom and Kix? They're, they have this cool podcast of this brother and sister duo. They have such a great, great chemistry. They're so <laughs> yes. relatable. Let's give them a chance. Let's see what happens with them. Oprah, someone took a chance on Oprah. Someone took a chance on Ellen. Someone took a chance on people. Justin Sylvester on Daily Pop, really cool guy. Someone took a chance on him and said, hey, this guy has something. And now he's killing it, right? I'll never yeah. forget Justin on Real Houses of Beverly Hills as Kyle's, yeah. um, as Kyle's <laughs> babysitter. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Right. And now he's been able to carve out a lane and people really enjoy him. So I just think it's about, <laughs> about we talk about reimagining what things will be after the pandemic. I think the industry needs to reimagine what's valuable and who's valuable. And much like the conversation around pay disparity and all you know and representation and and the business not saying that they're they're the same but mm-hmm. the conversation that people have had to bring to bring a quality or also give opportunity or to or to level the playing field needs to also happen on the talent side when it comes to finding new talent or in the space of social media following versus who can actually do the job because at the end of the day you can have a Mercedes Benz that's beautiful, parked in your driver, parked in your 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 garage, full of gas. But if you don't have the key to turn it on, and when you turn it on, you can't drive it. It's just a hump, a, a hunk of metal that that's pretty, but can't do shit. Same thing with talent. You can have someone who's beautiful and has a following, mm-hmm. but when you, when you count down five, four, three, two, one, and they can't string together a sentence, who's that for? Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Well, Damn. that's our TED Talk on talent and on, yeah. on Instagram I following mean, meaning absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I have um, 700 followers. So. Yeah. <laughs> that can change and who cares? Right. Go on TikTok. I hey, know. Do, I literally hey, do, don't care. Dub, um, I don't know. Cat, dub, what movie do people, dub Mean Girls and someone's going to go viral. Yeah, there's you something. Know. I'll wait, dub wait, wait. the newest trend. Did y'all see, um, uh, so the did you and did anyone see the well I know kicks off the new scream did you, did you see the new scream yet I have not so oh God, it was amazing. great and it's been like critically acclaimed at this point like so many critics would be like it's a blast like like it's gotten really good reviews and do you guys know and I'm just gonna call him out because he he doesn't listen to this but the, <laughs> what's the, I don't know his name but the guy who holds the laptop and like talks and like literally says 
the scenes. Like, it, he went viral in the pandemic. He holds the laptop, and it literally Mean Girls will play, and oh, he'll just, he like, like, res- like, he holds the, the laptop, like, if I turn the laptop around. Like, it's facing I'm the sure, camera. I don't and know plays, who you're talking about, he but I'm positive it's going to come up on my... Oh, sorry. Well, no, you're, he plays the scene, and he literally <laughs> recites it. Like, he played Meryl Streep in Devil Wears Prada, and he recites the Cerulean sweater thing. So he like went viral for that. He's TikTok famous and he tweeted he tweeted Scream was bad. Sorry y'all. <laughs> like and like and someone <laughs> commented on it just like shut up girl, go grab your laptop. <laughs> Cause once again, no one cares. Go grab your laptop. That's all <laughs> Right. That's right. what you're famous was- for. We're not here to hear your take on everyone's favorite horror franchise. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, for sure. But see, that's another thing, though, Tom. These people feel emboldened and entitled to, like, have it. Social media has given everyone a mouthpiece, has given everyone oh, a platform yeah. to air their dirty laundry, to have an opinion. <clears throat> I can't tell you how many times I've wanted to go on Twitter and just, like, lambast this shit out of somebody, but I don't because I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm a public figure. Two, who is that for? Like, who am right. I to go out and be like, let me get on my keyboard and be like, you know what? <laughs> I don't like this. It's like, Jason, for someone to clap back and be like, Girl, go put on some underwear and parade around in a work room. You <laughs> well, know, like, sure. <laughs> that would be well. what I would say to you. <laughs> yeah. Well, Jason, this was a blast. Um, and blast. the time has flown by, but we, yeah. we got to wrap. Well, um, I want you, know, you to... We could truly talk for another four or five hours. Yeah, really so having darling, such a great a time. Thank you yeah, so you much wonderful. for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Anytime, you guys. Anytime I can help. And um, fans of you guys, I think what you're doing is awesome. You, you I, Again, Someone should discover you guys and give, put you on a bigger platform because well, I think the conversations you have are cool. And this brother and sister bond's also really cool too. Thank so you. Manifestation. Yeah. Manifestation. Oh. Wait, so let, right let the world know where um, they can follow, watch you, all that stuff. The world can follow me. <coughs> Excuse me. My allergy. You're not, fine. You're fine. I, I'm not not going too. <laughs> the world can follow me um, on on Instagram. <laughs> Do you want the, oh, you, want, you want me to do it at Jason yeah, Carter official? <laughs> Thank you. Also on Twitter at JDC Forever, and then uh, watch Jason Unleashed on my YouTube channel at Jason Carter. And then um, if you're in Miami, tune in to Insights Off Florida every Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. on WSFL TV channel 39. I interview tons of celebrities, talk about everything cool going on here in Miami, all around South Florida. And Tom and Kicks, um, I would dumpster dive with you guys any day. Great, please, Excellent. please come back. We'll 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 take you up on that. Also, Miami's a hot place to be right now. So if you're in Miami, which most people are at this moment, so. Miami's a hot place to be for Omicron. Yeah, yeah truly, <laughs> it's a hot place for <laughs> disease to go for COVID and for people to be right now. Right, right. Well, it's summer all year round, so it's like, yeah, Miami's great. Yeah. Um. Well, say bye to the listeners. Bye. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye, Happy bye. New Year. <laughs>
Um, well, we wanted to introduce a final little segment with you guys. Uh, we uh, announced it on Sunday. So every Sunday evening, uh, we're going to post uh, an AMA, as the kids say, or Ask Me Anything. Um, we and- should come up with a different name. If you have an idea of a fun name for the dumpster dive, yeah, Ask yeah. Me Anything. Yeah, yeah. Anything, we love a pun here. Anything that's related to trash, trash questions. I don't know. Um, so... We'll take your questions there. We will not respond on the gram, but we will respond to some here on the podcast. So please write in uh, as you're listening to this on Friday. Prepare a question to write in on Sunday, and we will definitely read it um, in the following episode. So we have a couple. I'm not going to read all of them because we got about like 20, um, but I'll just stick to a couple. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this one comes from... Uh, uh, I, I believe her name's Lauren because I've corresponded with her before and forgive me if I'm wrong, but L E Koi uh, five, three, she's been an OG diva from the beginning. I, I'm we're, we're looking at a screenshot, not Instagram. So I'm, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm I will say up top while this is our first um, segment of the segment. What am I trying to say? Our first rendition of the segment. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, if you want, if you ask us a hot take or something and want to be anonymous, we're not Dumois, but you can let us know there, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, you yeah. can voice memo us, too, if you want to. Um, okay, so uh, LaCoy53 says, if you have uh, if you have happy hour with any three housewives, who would you choose? Kix, take it away. Okay, first of all, she's not a housewife, but I'll die by this. Lindsay Hubbard, she should be like an honorary housewife at this point. Mm-hmm. She would be on that list, so I'm going to include that. Um, I'm also going to include candy because i know it's kind of interesting because she's not the most interesting on tv at the moment but (laughs) she doesn't drink she can have a mocktail we can talk about beyonce i'll take her out to a mocktail bar (laughs) and then um my third ooh, i don't know maybe karen i just went through like some of my favorite yeah i think that's a great three yeah Yeah, karen would be iconic because she I could see her just blocking out on champagne and just like shooting the shit, probably making fun of me. We can make fun of people together. <laughs> she we can definitely would make fun of you. Yeah. I just, I, I want that. Yeah. I would probably say Dorinda. Cause I would love to hear the lateral lisp happen in person. And I would like to compare lateral lists. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> would you do your, um, you, your version of it for her yes. that would be after three martinis yes i'm sure <laughs> uh so dorinda uh i too would put karen at the table and uh i would probably add in the mix i always add her into every mix kim richards <laughs> <laughs> it always throws me for a loop too like i, I should have expected it yeah, but you point. gotta know what is she, what time is she gonna get there it's gonna be an hour and a half late and then also like What's the outfit going to be? Like, what's the story going to be? Like, is she going to cry? I mean, sure. Yeah. I could cry constantly. So I share that with her. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. The next one we have, um, this one is from a uh, beloved friend of the pod and a uh, podcaster, Nor, from The Reality Is. Where you um, subscribe. I w- you know, 
Thank you, Nora, for writing in. I will say I want to try and get as many of the divas, and they are a diva, right? But I mean, like the the listeners, and she's the listener, she's listening, but she has and a podcast. She's gonna be like, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel bad because we're reading who's who they're from, and everyone's gonna be like, oh, Tom and Kate just paid off all their podcasts for answering questions. I wrote one. I wrote a question. Give <laughs> me anonymous. I'm not reading it. Um, no, Nora asks, uh, you can partner with one housewife on the Amazing Race. Who is it? Each pick a housewife. I, I, the that's reason I'm an re- incredible that's question. That's why I'm reading it because it's amazing. Whoa. Okay. Two strategies. Would you pick one for to win or would you pick one to make good TV? No, win. Amazing Race isn't as good for t- like Amazing Race doesn't have drama. Like, okay. You go first because I went first on this one. Last um, one. I'm going to pick. Who's, I'm trying to think of someone who is down to get like down and dirty a little bit. Like who's always down to go to a ropes course or a goat yoga class. <laughs> I know immediately. Dolores Catania would be amazing. We would conquer the she amazing would pop race her fucking BBL. And she would literally like carry course. me on her back. Like, and we would just like run around together. I mean, or I would take Frank Catania, honestly. Yeah, does that count? <laughs> I think my initial thought was Whitney because she is incredibly oh, that's, athletic. No, I think that's a great pick. But I don't care to win. So I <laughs> Kim Richards? Like, I'm not a competitive person. So I think I would pick like Kim Richards or someone <laughs> like maybe a Sonia would be hilarious. Sonia would be great, yeah. I because I she also that. I think she is very like fit. So I think she would be my um my go to. Yeah, I, 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 I think if you want to win, Whitney. If you want to laugh, Kim. If you want to cry, Kim. <laughs> if you want to do lines in the bathroom. Never Kim. forget when Kim and Kyle <laughs> appeared on Celebrity Diving, the reality show, the one season wonder. That literally seems like an <laughs> SNL skit. It's a 30 Rock. It literally feels like a 30 Rock. Yeah, skit. it's it's bad. Yeah. Okay, and then lastly, this last question once again comes from a fellow podcaster, but I have to read it because it made me really <laughs> smile from ear to ear. And this comes from Kendrick, who we are so happy is back on the gram and the podcast world. We, we love most you. Most excellent content per usual. You, have, you. you are the funniest person on the internet. Um, and Kendrick asks, will you be covering the new season of Jocelyn's Cabaret <laughs> on the pod? <laughs> How's that Zeus membership looking, Tom? I reinstated it if you want the login. <laughs> <laughs> I watch. Hey, here's the thing. I watch the premiere, and yes, there is a contestant named Miss Wet Wet. <laughs> Y'all, my mouth just dropped. <coughs> so, is it new girls? So like- it's new girls, and then they brought back two girls from um, Jocelyn's Cabaret Atlanta. Good for them. What I love about the show, I'll say. One thing that they didn't fucking get rid of is the that you want it. Do it like it's my day. Do it like it's my like it's still back. Cause they When I hear that song, it doesn't ring like if you gave me the lyrics. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes you gotta get to the you gotta get to the punchline. Yeah, I was like, what you're trying to say is it's not memorable. I mean It is memorable because I can't get it out of my head. I can't. And because and the reason why is she essentially like held me down, strapped me to a bed and just put a boombox next to me and played it because the show uses it for everything. So I, I hope that was yeah, hoping I that ho- there would be a new song. And rudely, she actually the whole show opens with a new music video from her. And then after the music video, is over, it just the 
title cards for the show happen and then it's like do it like it's my happy day and it's like you can't even write how hilarious that is that she Good like for her. teased us to think that there was a new song and there's not it's still do it like it's my day. she lives in a state of full delusion i mean she has well, okay in her wait, mind she does better. have the best show on network television mm-hmm. which she has said wait. to wendy williams before so the first scene she's like Dawson's Cabaret was such a huge hit and Do It Like It's My B-Day was the number one song in America. Megan Thee Stallion loved it. Cardi B. Like, she's talking about all these celebs that, like, wanted to feature on it. And I'm like, girl, if they wanted to feature on it, they would have featured on it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, you got to commend her a little because sometimes it's like... We were talking about Manifestation I, today. Yeah. You know, like, she said it. She can make it happen. Well, the show's great. Miss Wet Wet, I'm rooting for you despite you getting a physical altercation. I hope she's minute 40 listening. of the premiere. Miss Wet Wet is not listening to the to this podcast. But Miss Wet Wet has um <laughs> the first you see of Miss Wet Wet, she's sitting in the um the van heading to the cabaret mansion in Las Vegas, which a, a mansion in Las Vegas is never to be trusted. <laughs> it's probably really inexpensive. Yeah, but what like scary things have happened at Las Vegas mansions. Someone found a dinosaur skeleton in their backyard in Las Vegas once. Like that is so fucking cool. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm kidding. No, but Miss Wet Wet, literally the the scene opens, they're in the van and Miss Wet Wet is sitting on the front row of the 15 passenger van. Yes. In a 15 passenger van, like America's Next Top Model days. She's sitting in the front. Would you sit? I would never choose the front row. No, it's the worst spot. Front row center with a blazer. But the blazer, You're in charge the bla- of the music if you sit Let there. Let me say the what's about okay, to happen. <laughs> She's sitting there with her blazer open, tits. Just sitting there, tits out. So the, the blazer's not closed. No, just she's sitting tits. with the jacket open, tits out. She has pasties on, but tits out. I mean, the show is fully like NC-17. Like you see tits, they don't blur them. Like like one of the girls just like took out her boob like while they were in the car and you see nip. Jocelyn's freeing so the when net. Kendrick, when Kendrick asks us if we're covering it, that's <laughs> as much as we're going to cover. Yeah. I'm happy to hop in with like a segment with like Tom's <laughs> Tom Jocelyn takes or something like that. I don't know. And we'll play do it, like it, do it like it's my happy day behind it. <laughs> Number one hit. I hope we get, I mean, she'll probably sue us for that. At least we'll get press. <laughs> well, you know, on Anchor, you can now add songs from Spotify to your podcast. So technically, I think we could add do it like it's my B-Day to the end God. of this. End of this. <laughs> um, but we should let each other go. <laughs> yes, we've been I can't stop thinking about these chicken wings I'm going to eat for dinner. I'm excited for your chicken wings. And please watch RuPaul's Drag Race season 14, episode one, while you do work. Okay. I'm dancing in a little jig. Um, you can follow me at the Tom Hamlet. You can follow Kicks. At Kicks Hamlet, that's spelled C-I-X. Yes, podcast, I'm sort of pod. If you've made it this far in the episode, you re- you're a real one. Thank you. Um, and please write a question in uh, for us to answer next week. Uh, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.